Okay, so two women go to heaven. When they get there, St. Peter's given them the old tour. And he says, oh, this is great and that's great. But he says, you'll get on fine here so long as you don't step on the grass, whatever you do. So the ladies set about having a good old time. And a couple of days later, one of the women steps on the grass. All of a sudden, St. Peter appears with an ugly feather, like beer belly, sort of, you know, warts, the whole deal. And he chains the ugly man to the woman as punishment, right? So the other woman is extra careful now. Weeks later, with no incident, all of a sudden, St. Peter appears with a real hunk of a man, right? So she asks, what could I have done to deserve this? And the the good-looking guy says, uh, uh, I don't know what you did, but I stepped on the grass. Uh, them's the jokes, folks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> How did we get to episode 34 before anybody started telling jokes? That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you don't get the joke, um, get a friend to subscribe to the channel and uh, ask him. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Favorite Anything Podcast channel, where we keep you entertained, hopefully, <laughs> for the next hour or so. Hour or so. <laughs> You keep us holding our heads in embarrassment. And and shame. (laughs) And shame. Um, Perhaps, how are you this week? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked upon coffee, as you chose. (laughs) Not my choosing, you two chose. (laughs) Early on a Saturday morning is the best time for us to come around the microphone again. Indeed. I can't be blamed for this. Thanks very much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Devin, you're alive. Uh, yeah, just. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I think this was just your choosing for not mine. <laughs> I agree. Don't you enjoy these morning get-togethers? He's such a busy and popular man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> can't, yes. can't fit us in anywhere else. Exactly. Tight <laughs> schedule. Yeah. I mean, it's not the earliest we've done, so I'm happy about no. that. Yeah. No. But it is the weekend, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need a lion, do you? This episode seems to be our Christian episode, so if oh, right. you if you are likely to get offended by that, you might want to shut up. Shut <laughs> um, up. <laughs> no, I, no, don't get people switching off right at the very beginning, <laughs> because we always say, we try, even when we're discussing things of a spiritual nature, we try and do it in such a way that everybody can feel included. Indeed. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not about anybody preaching at anybody else it's about us chewing the fat over our faith that's a good way of putting it, is it? Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum. <laughs> and seeing how it permeates i love that word permeates um into our everyday lives it's yeah. kind of a wet sounding word isn't it is it wet yeah it sounds it like, you know Kind of like... Some people hate the word moist. Have yeah, you ever heard yeah. people? <laughs> it's not <laughs> the word permeate and moist. I don't know if I like those two together. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? <laughs> you can tell we don't practice any of this. Yeah, no, carry no. on. So, Your Ford, do you have any pickups? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Our last episode, we had an Among Us episode we well, did. for homework, and um, at the end, we. Uh, so there was a bit of drama behind the behind the scenes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever happened, we ended up playing a different game to the review that was at the end. So in my review, I said I never got to play the assassin, and I only survived once. Where in actuality that was not the case. We played the same game, but a different more games of the same game. 
it was Indeed. still all the same game. But there was a few technical hiccups, wasn't there? Yeah. I mean, we, we're not pointing fingers, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, um, anyone else got anything they want to add? Is that all you want to say about that? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Continuity Con- error. Continuity error, yeah. Uh-huh. In as much as... Um, oh, yeah, you, you've already said it, haven't you? Yeah, that you... Uh, espoused to never be in the assassin but actually you were yeah yeah like a second but after. It, <laughs> it's no good it was a cool game it was a cool game i think we yeah. all enjoyed it didn't we yeah did anyone else have anything to add <laughs> oh right okay uh there's a couple of things i wondered what people's views were i think at the beginning of the last episode i did happen to mention that the uh new xbox was uh at launch but since that episode now we've had the new ps5 at launch as well haven't we well, and I just wondered what any first impressions might be. If you listened to, watched any reviews, what's your thoughts on that? I know you guys are more, uh, or not so much console players, are you? You are more of a mouse and keyboard players, aren't you? Warriors, whatever you want to call it. Warriors. Indeed. The only interaction... Warriors? Nice. <laughs> the only interaction I've had with the uh, PS5 is that someone at work said they've only just saved up enough to buy it. Is, yeah, yeah. So, so far as I'm aware, it's the most popular one. I mean, you, it you, does... you pay an, ex, an extra hundred pounds for a CD mm. bomb, so you can get a digital I version did... and one CD. In it. Wow. I did wonder about that. So, you only then download any games by streaming them, or not streaming them, but by downloading them rather than yeah. having to install them. I like my game disc collection. Yeah. So, yes. if you go for the new, you if you do go for the new. Pounds, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I like the act of going into a shop and purchasing a uh, box with a picture on it and a disc. You know? Yeah. Although I have mentioned before, I do agree, by the way, but why are the digital versions so expensive when there's no mm, manufacturing no manufacturing costs at all? Very yeah. important point. And I think the PS5 games are now escalating into somewhere around the £70, £80 pound per time margin bracket. So that does seem extremely expensive, doesn't it? I've, Which would you go for if it wasn't a budget to consider? If it wasn't a budget, then yeah, I mean, I get the, the most expensive PS5 <laughs> because of the exclusives mostly. So yeah, mm. I can play pretty much anything on my PC, but there's so many exclusives that you can't get mm. either on but Xbox. What are, we, or <clears throat> what are we talking about? Little Big Planet. Ah, okay. Yeah, I just want yeah. to play Little Big Planet. That's it. What was I going to say? The, what the one of the? I mean, you know me. I've always been a PlayStation man, not not an, an Xbox. Never had an Xbox. Yeah, I think you guys have in the past, haven't I've got you? Got one now. Yeah. But the advantage of the Xbox, I think, is this subscription option for the games. I think it gives you an unlimited source of games or a hundred games or something. I think you know. I know that the PlayStation Plus subscription does give you a number of free games, but there's very little choice in those. You know, it's a couple of months. Mm. All right. So the equivalents would be about 50 months worth in the Xbox format. So that sounds quite intriguing to me, but I don't think I'd go for it still. And plus, I don't like much like actually, I don't much like the look of either of the new next-gen consoles. I mean, the new Xbox Series X, not the S, looks quite yeah. good. I thought the, the big fat one. Yeah, like the big. It looks it's like too big. They're it's both like, it's not as big, big as the PlayStation. No way in there. No, they're both big, aren't they? Yeah. The new consoles. For so long, console sizes has been reduced, and now suddenly it's popped back up to something quite not under the countable size, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're trying to stick uh, a lot of fancy hardware in there, so it's quite good. Because obviously, then you've got a really powerful console; you can do a lot of uh, amazing things. But the PS5 is a bit ugly, in my opinion. Ouch. Some people think it looks like an air conditioning unit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Anyway, it's just a few thoughts about next gen consoles. Um, I don't know why in my in the show notes I wrote last gen, next gen, last gen. I think because some people are seeing the new gen as a bit of a an evolution rather than a revolution. It's not very revolutionary. It's just a bit of a slightly developed. To me, the PS4 graphics were pretty substantially brilliant anyway. So why I don't know what PS5 is going to offer that is so oh. different to PS4. I see. They are I quite good, to be fair. Things mm-hmm. like frame rates and being able to play in 4K mm. a lot better and all that kind of thing. Loading times, I think, is a significant factor. Yeah, because they use yeah. SSDs now as well. So. And I'd be keen to find out what PlayStation do about the uh, virtual reality as well to see how they mm. go go with that. I don't think there's any talk about it at the moment, but I'd be very keen to see how it develops and if it's all wireless and everything. You know. Yeah. I believe you have some more news to share. Well, the only other quick thing to say was that in the news in the UK this week at time of recording is that the government British government have chosen to bring forward the date by which petrol consuming or diesel consuming cars will no longer be available to the year 2020 I think that's right we've got 10 more years no 2030 then we've got 10 yeah, more that's, years yeah say, that's, that's now, now. <laughs> that's now isn't it yeah. uh-huh. I'm trying to forget what year it is it's not been a good year so I'm not I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> moving nice. on, moving on. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, 10 more years until you will not be able to buy a petrol or diesel car in this country. And um quite I, okay about that. I think that's looking... a bit quick, though, isn't it? Well, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. It's more, you know, the technical issues. The cars are available. It's the charging that's uh, more more problematic, I think. Um, but but why does how does the government have any control over that? Surely it's the manufacturers that have the same. Well, I well, the guess go- the government they... can control what what gets sold in their country. Yeah. Well, like you know, as you know, they can oh, stop you buying. Okay. <clears throat> well, whatever you know, manufacturers. Are... They can stop you buying Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. Marijuana. What's that? Oh, oh no. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Prohibitive substances you just make petrol cars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A prohibited substance, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Now that implies then that you're not allowed to own one, but they're ah, talking, no, yeah. of, they're talking about they selling, can... aren't they? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, I think we might come back to that another time under our technology section. If I'm next choosing the subject, I think I will discuss that more because I've got a lot more to say about it. But we're not doing that right now because we're just in like the pre-show ramble, the, aren't we? Yeah. The news section. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> the news in the news. Well. We're going to spin on then into the episode. Ford's segment subject. So, have you guys ever been midway through a really great TV series and only to find it be cancelled right near the yes. end? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? Very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's annoying that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. I was expecting a bigger reaction. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just what... trying to remember the name of the one I watched. It was a, where every everybody froze and lost. <gasps> Flash forward. Flash, Flash forward, forward, does it? it yes. Got, it kind of flopped at the end, didn't it? And we were all expecting a second season. We never really found out what the problem was. Anyway, yes. yeah. That was a frustration to me. But what, that's not what we're here to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> For the listeners, that was what we were going to talk about. And I switched it right like two days ago. So. <laughs> but I expected someone to go, what? No mind. Yeah. Okay, right. This episode, I wanted to talk and, uh, well, I wanted to ask you really, ask you guys about 
doubt and a crisis of faith and that sort of thing, oh, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Eh? Sounds good. Yeah, I'm a bit doubtful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the reason this has come to light in in my faceosphere is because of celebrities. Um, well, internet celebrities, so minor celebrities, um, coming out on YouTube or whatever because that's where they're based. And doing these. Where they live, is it? Yeah. Yeah, they live there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They do these deconstructions of their faith, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I asked you guys to look into it a bit, but the one I was particularly interested by is Rhett and Link. I don't know if you guys know Rhett and Link. I don't. I I think I recollect his name, but I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you know him, yeah. Do I? Yeah, they did some songs. Oh, Rhett and Link, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're really popular on YouTube, but. Um, on their podcast recently, essentially they started talking about their faith and how it was really. I didn't know they were Christians. Yeah, I did. No, <laughs> they... I don't think they really brought their faith to the table at all. No, but, you know, okay. I don't think so. That, but... So briefly, tell us what did they start saying? You know, what was their what was they having a crisis? Are they? Well, essentially saying we're no longer Christians because of this, that, and the other. And okay. I believe Link is technically the more intellectual person so he came out with all his uh, arguments and stuff like that yeah what do you, what do you think about that huh what well, about them in particular or about it generally the the idea of people having I... their crisis of faith in public in other words i suppose yeah I, yeah that's interesting mm. well thinking about I, I i did do a little bit i'd never heard of this expression of deconstructing your faith and it seems to me on the little bit of research I had chance to do before we recorded this, that this is just this always has happened. I think that people go through periods of their life where they start to reevaluate things, and okay. deconstructing your faith is a, a new world concept or a postmodern idea, I suppose, of re-examining everything that you thought was absolutely fixed to make sure it is fixed, or whether it's actually you only believe it because you were told to believe it. Yeah, I think people just used to do it more in private, didn't they? And now, obviously, we're in this day and age of um, uh, social media and everybody's sharing everything, a bit like we do. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're not that it's a problem, but we are part of that system on yeah. this podcast. Um, you know, conversation and evaluate, re-evaluation. The whole idea of re- deconstructing faith, I thought, oh, I don't know if I like the sound of that. But I think there's no harm... It, well, there is harm when people deconstruct it or reevaluate their, what their beliefs are and then throw everything out. I don't think we have to throw everything out. That's what some people are seeming to do. I think it's always good to be questioning. It's always good to uh, seek further clarification. And, and often, as our main topic for this section is, there's no harm in having some doubts because we don't know all the answers, do we? None of us know all the answers. We come to a, a decision on the matters of faith, on the matters of anything, because we uh, hear what other people say. We go through certain experiences that are unique to ourselves, and we find ourselves coming to a conclusion. But, yeah, what, what's the problem with um, being in a constant state of evaluating that? Often, I hope, in my life, uh, that by questioning what I believe, I've come out the other end of that period it might only be a 30 seconds or it might be a you know a much longer period of time i feel myself stronger from it but i find the word deconstructing a bit negative i'm not sure it's the right word 
for what's really happening, unless I'm misunderstanding what this whole new wave of um, publicly demonstrating it is. I'm, I'm rambling. I'll shut up and let you two say something about it. No, I don't think you're wrong. I I feel like a lot of people have questions at, at yeah. first and then they stuff them down because they assume mm-hmm. either there's no answers or maybe even they're ashamed. Like, mm. do, do we have a culture of doubt? Um, sorry, shame around doubt in terms of like, oh, you have a weak faith then or something like that. And I feel like people push them, these questions down and then mm-hmm. it over time it becomes doubt and the questions just mount up and it's just mm. more and more reasons that when it finally comes out they do this public deconstruction thing okay it doesn't have to be public i suppose but they kind of denounce their faith then because they're like well yeah. there's no answers and yeah i worry that people are being discouraged to ask those questions because mm. i've done a lot of questioning and i find that there are answers out there for those who are willing to look okay. for it maybe not satisfactory answers i don't know if you it, it depends not- the answers that you're expecting, perhaps. Yeah, I, I find them quite satisfying, but that's just me. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, having a culture of uh, shame around doubt, it really messes with the community, not just the person, the individual. It, if no one's asking questions, then mm. it's, it's like a contagion. I have no problem with people having doubts at all, like I just said. I think doubt is um, is a healthy part of growth, yeah. Do you think people are shamed into believing that it's wrong to have doubts then? I think that, okay. I feel, I feel <laughs> like you two um, have described doubt differently. I feel okay. like the, Ford is talking about having questions, not just taking well, everything as face value, hmm. whereas you're kind of taking that as doubt. But Ford's taking it like doubt as the next level of then not you think? quite believing what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying questions I don't think count as doubt because. I don't know. Everyone has questions. Yeah, yeah I, I feel I like see how it's doubt. good to have doubt. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's good to have questions and good to question what you believe in order to then obviously strengthen what you believe or believe something else. That's perfectly fine. But doubt is just the absence of faith, isn't it? So you're throwing into question the definition that we're using right now. Yeah, because I was just a bit confused because yeah. like you're talking about different things. I think when when I get hold of something in a developing period of my faith where I'm battling with something or I I I can be doubtful about an aspect of my faith without doubting it all and that process of until I come to a an understanding or a settling in on how I feel about something I call that period a, a testing if you like or a, a period of going through some doubts about something I, do you know, I, I, I will say this. I do enjoy conversations where people actually challenge the preconceived norms. Um, we, we have a um, roots group where there's one or two people in our, our church small group that we meet now via Zoom. And we can be going through a Bible study or prayer time or something. And everybody, yeah, well, that's lovely. Well done. That's nice. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And then there'll be one or two people who are known for it, who I love being part of this group, who say, actually, I don't know if I do agree with that. I don't never seen it like that. I'd see it like this. And it, yeah. And some people say that throws a spanner in the works. I think it grows people because mm-hmm. it challenges us to look at something afresh. And maybe that's the concept of, oh, Maybe what I used to presume was normal and accepted and mm. by all now no longer is. Yeah. You know, so I 
doubt what I used to believe, but that doesn't it doesn't diminish the level of faith that I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doubt is just disbelief, though, isn't it? So it's like you doubt what you used to believe because now you don't believe it. So I guess it depends on what what aspect you're talking about. Doubt, doubt is doubt. is just something that you assume now partially to be wrong. That's the word, partially. I don't think it means disbelief. I can I can be uncertain about something when I doubt it, but I can uh, to say it's disbelief is to say I've decided it's wrong. <clears throat> I don't I don't yet. I'm not fully convinced. I suppose is the right way of putting it. Mm. The thing is, you got examples like in the Shack. Did you ever watch that film? Yeah. Shack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, yeah. Read the book. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the the, the <laughs> film, but um, the guy in it is going through serious questions or Crap, doubt, yeah. I don't know. And we've got After to realise... The loss of his daughter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's a huge... Yeah. Though, though he never was a very strong Christian at the beginning, he admits that. it was. He was more... Uh, I think in that scenario case, his faith was very much on the back of his wife's faith, I think. She mm. was the real strong Christian in the family. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, and then God comes to him in all love and sort of understanding... Yeah. Um, and it also with John the Baptist, uh, if we remember in the Bible, he's there baptizing people and calling out and saying Jesus is coming essentially. And then when he shows up, he sees the Holy Spirit come, and they all show up, the three aspects of God show up at his baptism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then later, when he's in prison, he sends his apostles out, or his disciples and says, "Are you really the Messiah?" I mean, he's seen all that, and he still mm. has questions. Yeah, yeah. And we've got to realise that, and then Jesus responds in a kind and understanding way. We've got to understand that it's mm. okay to doubt, is what I'm trying to say. But I maybe, think I agree with that, yeah. Depending on your definition of doubt. <laughs> yeah. I think it's depending on what you're doubting it. about as well. Yeah, like if you're, yeah. If you're doubting that God loves you, which is just the truth that you, yeah. that isn't going to change, no yeah. matter which way you look at it or which way you challenge it, it's not going to change. If you're doubting that, then surely that's not a good thing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think okay. one of the biggest areas I can share this personal experience that I've uh, been examining over the last few years is that uh, I used to take every single thing I read in the Bible 100% literally, but okay. now I've seen that it, a lot of it can be looked at in, in terms of allegory. It doesn't mean it's not true when we know the parables aren't true, but they are they're stories. Yeah. Sorry, not literal, but they are true. Yeah, <laughs> they're stories. Yeah, so there are some things in other parts of the Bible that are also examples or allegorical that um, are there to help us and, and and to guide us and strengthen us. But if I take every verse as being absolutely true by what it says, rather than taking it out of the context in which it was written, mm. looking at when it was written, who it was written to, doesn't mean because it was written a long time ago, it doesn't still apply today, I'm not saying that. And but what genre I, as well. Yes. Right. You've exactly. got poetry po- there, Poetry, got... exactly, yeah. So, whereas uh, I grew up for many years in my Christian walk, believing that everything, the Word of God, is all true. Well, it still is true, even though I've come to a bit slightly different way of viewing it, I now have to put it in context as well. Did ever um, did it ever throw you into a place of doubt, like thinking, well, if that's not true, then, you know? No, I don't know. It never caused me to question my fundamental beliefs, but it right. has helped me to develop a little bit more in certain areas and to a bit more clever, not clever, <laughs> that's wrong, <laughs> a bit more clearer, clearer understanding of, uh, of a, a bigger picture of God, you know? I think that's true to be said, yeah. Yeah. 
but I, that you could call that doubt, but that wasn't unbelief. That was just an exploration of understanding, wasn't it? It was, not, it was disbelief about something that it was, that everything was literal. So you yeah. no longer believed that everything in the Bible was literal because you're going yeah. through that process. So I think mm. I think doubts. I think it, it does mean disbelief, but it, it means disbelief in something in particular. Mm. Okay. I think maybe we're playing on words a little bit, but I understand what you're saying. I think yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I thought I you were think... talking about disbel- like doubting something that you that you know to be fundamentally true that isn't going to change in challenging yeah. like as I brought up God loves you or whatever it is then I I, I was thinking that like, I can't see how that's a good thing or how you can welcome that I've thought of a few things because I think you can have different motives for disbelief I mean we're mm. assuming here that a person wants truth and they're seeking answers but you could um, if you're having doubts or whatever you could be indulging in those doubts, feeding them, mm. just so that you have an out. You have a reason to be yeah. able to just go mm. with your oh, friends yeah. and party with, with your family or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. You, it might not be intellectual, I suppose. You could be under sort of a spiritual attack, you know? Mm. Yeah. Could be pure laziness. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's too, not, it's just, too comfortable. Yeah. People are comfortable in where they, where they are. It's their... too, much, too much effort to actually find the answers to these questions mm-hmm. that are coming up. Yeah, I think there could be a lot yeah. of reasons, like mm. um, independence or greed or pride, thinking that you're better, that you don't actually need it, thinking that you're good mm. enough to, I don't know, get into heaven by your own works rather than what you actually, mm. you know. So I think there could be lots of different reasons why you have doubts, I would say. But mm. it, is it like the doubt we've been talking about is just like, I guess, intellectually challenging what we mm. believe to try and come to a better understanding, whereas that's not always the case, is it? No, not true. Always. I think often um, people go and ask for help or something like that. It, well, not often. Maybe reg- rarely do people actually come out and say, I'm having doubts, maybe to a pastor or someone that they can yeah. trust. And and they get unhelpful answers, like, you just need to have more faith or yeah. you, need to, you need to pray more. God will give you peace, you know. Yeah. I feel like, well, I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because I've probably said that to people before. I think those two things are correct responses, but that's not enough. Okay. Yeah, it's true, but not enough. Because that kind of makes it seem like it's um, a a silly position to be in, whereas I think we need to be alongside those people a bit more and journey with them until they come to their own resolutions. Mm. I mean, we we just started um, a couple of nights ago um, a new uh, alpha course with our men's group, and we've got uh, 13 participants on the course and three of us leaders and so it's it's a fabulous little group of men a good half maybe six to eight of those men are not yet christians oh wow and and <clears throat> as we went round the, the zoom room <clears throat> excuse me the zoom room um many of them were very open about their uncertainties about all this you know yeah. but were willing and open to come and find out more you know, some of them are mar- married to Christians. Some of them are, are not. Some of them are single. Uh, you know, and they're they're just like, come on, let's let's see what this is all about. And that's what Alpha, the Alpha course, is perfect for people to explore the meaning of life and be on that bigger journey. You know, asking yeah. those Im- important questions, the, the questions that some people don't even give any time for. You know, they'll they spend more time planning a holiday than they do thinking about where they're going to spend eternity you know yeah, and so 
if that's when we were going on holidays, you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I, I, we we commended each of those men on Thursday night and said to them, "Well done for being here, you know, and being part of this." And you know, we we're not necessarily going to try and brainwash you or convince you against your will. Uh, we're just going to take this journey of exploration together and see what how you feel when you come out the end of it, mm. and uh, your any choices that you might make um, will be your own, you know. Yeah, I guess and that's that they had that they're there because they have doubt. Yeah, they're exactly. There some, they know there's something else, or they know that there might be yeah. something else. They're doubting their atheism. Yeah. yeah. They're seeing something in other people. Yeah. Oh, did you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is true. You can do that, can't you? You can doubt your atheism. Mm. Uh, you can doubt any fundamental viewpoint of life, can't you? I also wonder sometimes what sort of Christian, what sort of Christianity do some Christians have in terms of, like, you can have like a works-based gospel, like Devin just mentioned a little while ago. Mm. You can yeah. have this sort of uh, fire in your way. Yeah, you can have this sort of fire insurance kind of view of the gospel in terms of like <laughs> I just you know I, I was told I need to get into heaven and pay my bill sort of thing. You know, <laughs> is your gospel biblical and stuff like that? And I think yeah, yeah you, you've really got to self reflect. I feel like I've, I've um, known of um, men who thought that by uh, volunteering to cut the church lawn. Uh, that would guarantee them a place in heaven because you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing their good thing for the church, you know. Yeah. Wow, is that true? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be around later. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you needed to say? Yeah. <laughs> we got the best cut lawn in the parish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> light, lighten, lighten the mood a little here. Yeah, carry on. Very good. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to ask, what would you do, or what can you do about it? Mm. I guess it depends on what you've got doubt about. I mean, um, like you were saying, there are answers out there for people who look for them. Mm. So do just research them. I mean, you see, you see in all these like um, Hollywood films, the main character is about to go do something, so he goes and visits like a priest in like a, a church in the wilderness or something, all by mm. himself, and then the priests either it's really unhelpful or really helpful mm-hmm. depending on what film it is yeah 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 um and i think you can still do that you can still go to your um your spiritual leaders or even if you're mm-hmm. not technically close to them it's their job to be there to help help you i guess yeah um mm. they may not say something helpful but just realize that they're still human <laughs> and they they may not know what you need or what yeah. is actually good for you but you can yeah. you can find answers online as well, mm. or just yeah, just research and keep an open mind, I guess. Because mm. it's it's fair to say I don't think any of us have got all the answers. Like I said at the very beginning of this conversation, none of us know everything that we used to know about matters of God. Yeah, we don't you even know. know what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know what I'm on about. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things that came up in our uh, Alpha course meeting on I might reference it a few times during the next yeah. few episodes. Um, <laughs> The, was that uh, people can be intellectually astounding on matters of Christianity and other religions, but have no faith at all. You could do, mm. be three years at Bible college, do a seminary on theology, you know, yeah. uh, and um, and come out of that still a, a non-believer. Yeah, and not. Wow. You know what I mean? Because that's intellect. That's that's not about relationship or about 
uh, a heartfelt relationship with God. You know? Yeah. And that's the difference, I think. And I think, for me, it's coming to a point where I have to accept that I don't know everything and I don't need to know everything. I know as much as God needs me to know at this point. And as I'm walking on that journey of life, that sounds such a cliche, doesn't it? Mm. Um, that I'm gradually experiencing and, and walking closer to him, you know, and, and finding out more as time goes on. I can't get all the answers. And there's a tendency, and what I've got to be careful of when I'm speaking to these uh, not-yet-Christians on the Alpha course, is um, I can't impart everything I've experienced in the last 30-something years of Christianity into them all in one go. They've, yeah. they've got to take that journey for themselves as well. And it's dangerous to try, you know, because <laughs> yeah. 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 you're boom, overload, you know, and uh, yeah, just too much. So, but oh, the one other point, and I'll shut up. I think sometimes if I find doubt creeping into my life in any particular area, I've got to realize that it's okay to, I, I, I use this expression, it might sound a bit weird, but to doubt the doubt because the doubt itself might not be true. I might be feeling those doubts because there's some kind of, I think Ford's just mentioned about spiritual attack. Mm, yeah, not yeah. all the thoughts I have are my own. Sometimes thoughts come up, you know, are, are put there from other sources that are not my own. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm, uh, what do you call it, um, schizophrenic. It just means <laughs> that as Christians, we understand the spiritual nature of a man and, uh, you know, oh, well. uh, well mankind then all right mankind yeah the spiritual nature of mankind and womankind <laughs> human human kind <laughs> um the uh, <laughs> controversial um is that we're spiritual beings and we're in touch with the spiritual nature of god mm. but also there is an an anti-god spiritual force out there as well who might be planting thoughts in our heads as well that doesn't mean, I mean, at the excesses of that, there is some um, schizophrenia and psychotic stuff going on. But at, at the root of that is somewhere else that, other than God, you know. Mm. Um, and obviously you could be having doubts as well because as a root of somewhere else. If you're having a yeah. really bad day or something or or like yeah, yeah. Um, in Natural, the shack. Yeah. I think you said the shack. The man yes. is having doubts because he lost his daughter. That's yeah. obviously a completely another issue. Yeah, nothing to do with intellectual advance. It's it's very emotional, isn't it? Mm, that's I sad. went through a, a period of reevaluating uh, life and death when my dad died. You know, not I didn't. It wasn't a crisis. Mm. It was just a. Well, where is he now? You know, that was the mm. question that came to me a lot, and I sought advice from other well thought of Christians in my circle, to um. Well, what what it was? What's your feelings on that? You know, and yeah. can my dad can my dad still see? me does he know now how i'm feeling you know what i mean all those sorts of things yeah. Uh, yeah it didn't mean i wasn't sure about what i believed as a christian it was just i was uncertain about that aspect of after of the afterlife yeah. you know and so um, it was yeah on by something else yeah yeah, yeah a, a real life experience yeah that's all personal to me. I mean, others might listen to that and say, "What? They're a codswallop." But that's <laughs> just where I feel I'm at with this, and uh, I'm honest. You know, I'm. Yes. I think we can all say, you know, we've gone through stuff that causes us to reevaluate things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How would we ever grow if we didn't? Mm, we're not in stasis, are we? We're not. Yeah. One person that all the time. 
Mm. I've, I've, I've always, I've, I've had a few ideas about writing a book. Um, one of them was um, taking some of the tricky verses of the Bible, you know, the really hard stuff that really causes some people to stumble and spend some time looking and evaluating and, and thinking about them and, and writing them. Um, because I, I find those questions really quite exhilarating, I suppose. you know, mm. There often is an answer, but they're not often easy to find. I'd like to recommend a YouTuber. Um, he's a pastor, but he does these Q&A sessions every Friday um, yeah. called Mike Winger. You'll okay. find him. If you, if you YouTube him, you'll find him. Uh, maybe we'll put a link in the description as well. But yeah. for anyone who's got questions, you can... Uh, you live stream, so you just jam it in the in the old uh, description, and he he, mm-hmm. he gives about twenty ago or whatever. But he's really good, really smart. And okay. Yeah. I'll look into that then. Yeah, thank you. Also, he's got other videos on all sorts. So you know, he doesn't just live stream and do Q and A's. He does all sorts. So yeah, if you've got questions, I'd recommend him as one source of uh, to find out. Do you, do you guys have any final thoughts? I've had too many thoughts I've shared already. Devon, come on, Devon, you wrap it up for us. Before we take it away from it, obviously, if if you are having doubts, the worst thing you can do, as we said, is just to kind of, I don't know, just bury bury it. Yeah, because it will get, I don't know, it will get just more intense and it will get more ingrained into what you fully believe without actually finding answers. So you just go around in in these circles. Um, So, yeah, just do talk to people, do um, research, do, I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. watch that guy that Ford just recommended. Just do anything to try and, I guess, mm. um, just further your understanding of the world. And it's okay to have doubts, yeah. I suppose. Good advice to end on. That's a wrap. Thanks, gentlemen. And now it's time for Random Chatting. Like an old workhorse, we have been trudging our way through this Pilgrim's <laughs> Progress. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, gentlemen, but we've come to the end. Happy to be there. Yeah. No, that oh. sounds unfair. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's not been uh, a, a good experience. Has it been a good experience? I feel like it's just all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you read the first chapter, you've read all the chapters. It's all the same, yeah. <laughs> Is that just me? There's a, s- some repeated uh, elements, isn't there? Themes, would you say? I think when we first began last night, I made an effort to re-listen to the other pr- f- three previous times we've come to talk about this. So oh, I think yeah. four, four sex, four episodes on it is plenty. Um, although the percentage of the book that we've got through until today that we talked about is quite small. I think we got about twenty-five percent through the book. But there is recurring themes. I agree with you. Yeah, it, but maybe that's a case of John Bunyan. Not June Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of going over stuff to emphasize a point perhaps. I think a lot of these people he's come the Christian is coming against. He's they're the arguments of the day in the intellectual yeah. sphere, essentially, and he's trying to rebuke or rebut that's a better word. Mm. Re- rebut their arguments in this narrative. And because we don't know the arguments of the day and the context, I feel like we're a bit out of touch. Hmm. That's the kind of feeling I got anyway, that we're sort of Although, not getting, getting the whole story in terms of what he's trying to say with this. You could see today's world reflected in it still, I think. Hmm. I, I, I could connect and relate to some of the things that were being talked about. Yeah. 
Anyway, some interesting things happened in this in this last half of the book. <laughs> so, so we got a fight scene that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, what with the with the giant? No, Beelzebub wasn't he? he comes flying in. Oh right, yeah. There was two. Uh, then, there was, sorry, yeah, there was two. Yeah. Giant despair as well at the Downing Castle. That was after I think the Beelzebub. Yeah, so Christian's walking down this path, and all of a sudden Beelzebub comes up. A, and they have a, a, poly, a polyon, a polyon. Oh, oh, not Beelzebub. Sorry, excuse me. Yes, a de- demonic dragon-like Apollyon, who, which represents Beelzebub, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think you said it was a servant of Beelzebub. I can't remember. Yeah. Ah, that's probably why I'm getting confused. Yeah, that was pretty epic for like <laughs> a, a chapter, like part of a chapter. <laughs> yeah. Kind it of was. switched up tone yeah. a bit. And then he comes to Death City, where everyone wants to kill Christians. It's quite interesting. Oh, I mean, isn't that Vanity Fair? Is that where that was? Yeah, I'm making up my yeah. own names there. It's probably Christian. Okay, yeah. That was, to me, one of the most powerful parts. I, I can't not dis- mention this, is when the his companion, called Faithful, yeah. uh, is, is, is uh, killed, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that really very moving. Yeah. yeah. So, so they go into this town, and uh, because they won't participate in something or another, they get arrested because they've yeah. caused such a commotion. And then one of them ends up getting the chop. Yeah, faithful. Yeah. Bless him. Because he speak. was travelling at that point with faithful and hopeful, wasn't he? And um, I think Christian was travelling with the three of them, the two of them, others. And uh, it's faithful's. Yeah dies the death of a martyr very powerful scene when I was listening to it on my uh, audio book do you really feel like any of these characters had character though I feel like they did kind of because well they all seem to talk in a different way I know in the mm. audio book they've got um, the guys narrates in a different I don't know yeah, a, a different yeah slightly different voice <laughs> yeah, yeah slightly different voice and sometimes it gets mixed up but um, but I feel like they do talk in different ways because obviously, you know, you had like people like talkative and things like that. They're very different characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. I think they did that okay. But that's it. Yeah. And then they get out of the city. They run into some angels or something and they give them a key and a map. Yeah. And, and then they go to this. Oh, yeah. They go off the road or something and get caught in the giant's territory and thrown in mm-hmm. prison or something like that. That's right. And they're there for days being tortured until they realise they have a key. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They expected the giant didn't want to kill them, did he? He wanted them to kill themselves, which is Mm. interesting. They got real dark. Yeah. Yeah, because they were actually thinking about it, weren't they? Christian was going to kill himself, and then hopefully comes up and says, hang on, no, let's not, let's let's have hope. Yeah. Because it's all shtick, you know? Apparently, the key, I'm just reading now, uh, the key was called Promise. Uh, will open all the doors and the gates of the Doubting ca- Castle. I mean, Isn't how did the they? Key? How did they yeah. forget they had that? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, maybe the the problems that faced them were too daunting to, um, you know. Yeah. I've I've been looking for a key around the house that I've realised was in my pocket all the time. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have you ever never? Have you never done that? Dave. <laughs> well, no, not for days. Must be because you're in there. When you. When you're in a rush to get to work in the morning, you can't find your car keys, and you realise they're in your coat pocket all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've had all the cushions off the sofa and everything, you know. 
do you com- contemplate committing suicide over? No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's if I don't get to work on time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They escape, don't they? And then they uh, get back on the road, and they come to a fork in the road, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, which way do we go?" And then a guy comes over and says, "Yeah, come this way," and he's real sneaky, mm. bit dubious looking guy. Um, and then they get captured again. Yeah. And then they realise. Oh no, they get rescued by an angel, I think. And then they say, didn't you have a map? And they're like, oh yeah, we had a map. <laughs> it's like, these guys... They're just what carrying stuff, thinking? they don't even know what they've got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. But you've played video games like that before, like on <laughs> PUBG, and you think, oh, I've had grenades all this time, I could have used them to clear that room, and I forgot I had got them. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, but you're not there for yeah. days, getting tortured. <laughs> like, surely you think, well, oh, you okay, got... what can we do to get out of here? Such a big backpack, you forget what's buried at the bottom, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I'm making light of it, but yeah. Any other right. thoughts? And then they carry on, don't they? And then there's a chapter-long conversation. It's it's so long. Yeah, it's Who's good. that with? There, there was a very powerful one. I've forgotten who it was. Who was I think he might have been Ignorance. I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's so many different characters in this, and you feel like my my criticism of it, and it's not for me to criticise one of the greatest works of literature in the known world. But that's um, what we're doing. <laughs> but that's what we're doing, yeah. But I think my problem was, yes, I can I completely understand what you I think you you're inferring, Ford um, or Devon was it who said, oh, you know, I've, I've read all this <laughs> again yeah. and again and again, um, is that. All these flawed characters that they keep bumping into, and they are all flawed except for the probably hopeful and faithful, were the two positive ones that jumped out at me. There may have been others, I forget now. Yeah. But all the all the flawed characters were never seemed to get a chance to change. Christian, who was let's be honest, it, at the beginning is meant to be a pilgrim who's uh, on this journey of discovery seems to suddenly find lots of wisdom without it ever being imparted to him. Oh, he is a great discerner of character, you know, <laughs> to each person he meets. And he often, like when um, the talkative bloke, which I mentioned last time in our previous episode about yes. when we discussed this, um, you know, Faithful is very close to being deceived by talkative. But Christian says, no, 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 that's not the, you know, he talks good talk, but the blah, blah, blah. And, I oh, thought it was the other way around. No, no, it was that way around. Yeah, Faithful's the one who's nearly deceived. And there's a few times where Christian explains to Hopeful certain people that they've met what's really going on in the background. Yeah. And it's there to teach us to look out for that kind of person in our lives or to not be that kind of person in in our own lives, you know. Mm. It's, it's a way of explaining the different characteristics of the human nature, I suppose, mm. and, and some of the flaws that we find ourselves battling with or see for more information see our earlier conversation um <laughs> you know and so you didn't yeah. see the, the christian's uh character development i just you... felt yes that's the way of putting it he he went from being a virtual kind of novice in all this to suddenly having all this clarity and wisdom and understanding and and he, he knew he i don't think he was ever surprised by anybody near the end Big, a good chunk of the his journey he he was the one who had the upper hand on or clarity on whatever was going on uh, fair enough 
because he he was the voice to us wasn't he or his experiences were how we were connecting because the narrator was telling us his journey mm. and so it, i just think i wish in in the real world it doesn't quite work like that does it we we meet people and there might be they're not called by their characteristics are they <laughs> they're no. called by ordinary names so we um there's some amazingly cleverly named people aren't there you know what a surprise that pliable or or uh you know envy what a surprise that envy was so envious you know yeah yeah i think like 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 we just said in the previous segment um people aren't so one-dimensional people no change they flux but obviously it's done this way for the sake of the story yes the pacing is crazy bad <laughs> like yeah yeah do you, do you know what i mean by that it's a book uh, it's a film book term but one one minute we're going along and we're having a fight scene and the next minute we're having a chapter long discussion about theology and then the next mm-hmm. minute it's we're getting captured or something and we're contemplating suicide it's like the yeah. author's not spacing these things out in a mm. believable fashion. There's a lot to cram in, though, I suppose. Maybe you tried to put too much in. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. We're being negative. But you enjoyed the book when you started reading it. I'm surprised that we seem to have appreciated it less now towards the end. No, I actually do, actually. Uh, well, the ending was actually probably the best bit. Yeah. Because I didn't have to do it anymore. But apparently, you, you only you only read up to the end of um, Pilgrim um, Christian's journey, didn't you? Yes, I think the second part was written later as a oh, was it? as a sequel, where we watch or read about or listen to rather uh, Christiana. That's the Christian's wife and the children. Right. Yeah, he takes name. his four children. Christiana, yeah, very creative. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. But to be honest, there's, I've got more to say about that, but I, I will I will hold back because I know I'm probably the only one. I haven't finished listening to all of part two, hmm. um, but there's some interesting concepts in there. Yeah. But when when he gets to the Celestial City, in yes. effect, he's now arrived in heaven, hasn't he? And he's dead. Mm. Yeah, he's this dead. is this is the whole thing that I was. I, are we led to believe from the beginning that he's on an actual physical journey or is this something that's happened as part of his journey through the afterlife? Oh, purgatory, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. Had, he, had he died before the beginning of this journey? Yeah, but surely he can't, he can't fight for salvation once he's dead. Mm. Oh. Depends if you're mm. Catholic or not. Yeah. <laughs> so why did going to look for the celestial city... I mean, oh, there was atheist, wasn't there, that he met coming the other way, and atheist mocked him and laughed at him and said, there's no such place as the celestial city. What You're wasting your time and just kind of carried on. But if there was a physical place called the celestial city that they are both him and hopeful arrive at, then why would get arriving there mean he's died? Why couldn't he find it as a sort of the, the end destination of his pilgrimage? Because it's it, a metaphor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it meant the end of his life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But the it's point confused. is, you it's give up your life as soon as you become a Christian, don't you? Yeah. There you go. But he left his wife and kids behind. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's always going to leave them behind. Until the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, yeah I'm, I think I'm going to carry on listening to it. I've got about another three hours of listening to find out what happens to Christiana and his children. Mm. 
Um, I do think, though, um, the writer, um, he caricatures his villains, as it were. Like like Atheus. Where was he? Yeah, he was one of the last people to be in, introduced. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a half baked sort of character for an atheist. If, if if I was an atheist and I saw that, I'd think that well, he's just making fun of me. Essentially, he's not even representing my views very well. Do you not think? I thought he made arguments that were quite connected to today's. Maybe really? right. Oh, you might be right. I, I just took it as if that. It didn't I mean, feel... he scoffed, and we often see atheists scoffing now at the Christian faith, didn't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he like brushed them aside almost. Yeah. He didn't want to engage any deeper meaningful conversation, did he? No, not at all. But maybe the modern atheist would would be more willing to do that, perhaps. Hmm. Anything else you want to say? No. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) I think when we we reviewed the first section, um, sorry, on our first visit to this, you were giving it sevens, eights and nines, I think. Mm. Okay, so how many many (laughs) random chat... Waste of times out of ten, would you go? <laughs> <laughs> We've only came four times. Are you disappointed now? <laughs> no, There's no be... way we could visit this whole piece of work in just one session. Now, here's me saying, let's draw this to a close when you two seem to want to go on forever with it. <laughs> I really don't. You were going to do an episode per chapter, I think. Yeah. I, I re- reiterate a lot of the things we said before that uh, it's a valuable piece of literature that's got some fabulous messages in it and i mm. think for, for the christian especially you can see yourself sometimes not necessarily in one particular character but parts of different people oh i sometimes think or behave a bit like that you know or i sometimes am guilty of that you know and i wish i was more like that do you know what i mean i, I think personally i give it a seven random chat waste of times out of ten because at first, I really enjoyed the idea, the gimmick of him doing... He's putting forth his theology in a narrative, an interesting way. But way before the end was I tired of the... It felt really bad, the way he was doing it by the end. We just kept coming upon a string of different people again and again and again. Different... Yeah, and like I said, the pacing, like one minute... Yeah. It's one way, and the next minute it changes the tone almost completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed a lot of the uh, things he actually, actually had to say. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's both really good and really bad. So it's sort of hitting seven mark, I'd say. I was going to say it's that same thing, to be honest. I think it's very meaningful and has a lot of mm-hmm. good things to say and good things to teach, but it's mm. just written badly. Do you think if there was a, a more contemporary language version, it would. I, I don't think it's the language that's the issue. I think it's just, as Ford said, like a lot of the ways it's written out, like the the pacing, like the everything mm. feeling like it's the exact same thing over and over again, type thing. But yeah, I could understand okay. everything that was written, but okay. it was it was just I don't know. It it wasn't good. It wasn't like good to read. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, all right. But it was obviously very meaningful, and I think it was. I don't know. I think it's quite an important piece of literature, as you say. And I'd probably mm. give it a seven out of ten as well. It's quite safe. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. We'll give it a nice round seven, shall we? Yeah. Well, we all agree. Well, yeah, I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I don't think we've all agreed quite so uniformly. I'm really glad I've spent time in it because I've touched on it before. We had a Trinity and I read a, 
a more um, abbreviated version in the pictorial form set out as not as children but more of a teenager's book you know and we would read that at bedtime sometimes but there was never we never got to the end of it <laughs> we gave up on it uh, um and i had to give it back to the person who lent me it but I've, i'm glad i've persevered with this and there were some really powerful moments within it the battles that you've mentioned the death of uh, faithful and the arriving at the celestial city for me were the highlights you know some of the way that was written was really well put together and uh, i don't know I, I enjoyed it you know I don't think he's a bad writer per se. He's just bad at structuring stories. Structure, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed the bit where they're actually in prison and they, yeah. uh, sorry, in the dungeon and they were getting tortured and whatnot. I thought that was quite interesting until they solved the problem by just pulling something out of their pocket. Yeah. It's like, it's a hand slap face situation. I'm like, what? I, I guess it's all a metaphor, though. They had a promise yeah. that they forgot about. Yeah, and they all, all it requires is to hold on to the promise. <laughs> The answer was within them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all along. Yeah. Isn't that the same with most problems we face in life? Oh. Yeah. And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> the answer lies within your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> or your man bag. Yeah, I've got a lot in my man bag. Yeah. Reminds me, I must clear, give it a clear out. Yeah. Mm. You never know what I might find. Solution to all your problems. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Fabulous. Thank you. Let's conclude that. Yeah. Here end us the lesson. It's homework time and to Deloo. Well, this has been a fun old time, I feel. So um please do check out some of our other videos and stuff. Uh, yeah. shameless self advertising, blah 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 nonsense. On, Seriously on Yes, on yeah, all the platforms. You mustn't forget that I don't know what the proportions are, but not everybody who listens to this is listening on YouTube. It's not I didn't say YouTube, you said YouTube. Yeah, because you said check out some more of our videos. Episodes. Uh, what about the... You said episodes, I think. I said videos. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget those who are listening on their podcasts whilst driving along or working away or doing other things. You haven't uh, got yeah. time to sit and watch a blank screen of our faces. <laughs> that well, why wouldn't move. you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move Seriously, thank you very much for hanging out with us and we hope yeah. you've enjoyed it. Um, if you want to give us any feedback, we'd love to hear it. And the mm. details for that are in the episode description. So please do. Yeah. I think because of the spiritual nature of most of our conversations today, and don't, listeners don't think that that's what it's like all the time. If yes. you enjoy that, there's plenty of it. But if you're not that keen on that, you want to talk about video games, technology, and films, and TV programs, then there is some of that as well. But the... Um, yeah, and yeah. the beauty of the uh, YouTube channel is you can just filter out the stuff you're not interested in because we've got playlists of uh, by category. So uh, and you can yeah. skip around on the main episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can jump mm. straight in and out of the areas that you're interested in. But what I was going to say was, what was I going to say? I, um, I was in the middle of wrapping up. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if any any of our conversation has has brought questions to yourself, then. Get in touch. You know, we're, we'd love to have a conversation privately via email or, or whatever, or ask questions on some of the social media platforms that Ford's about to mention. I don't think you have yet, have you? In the description below. And yeah, or in the description below. But there's also, I keep pointing people back to this. At the end of episode 20, Devon does a fabulous job of sharing a prayer of how to become a Christian. Is that the best way of putting it? <laughs> That's the way of putting it, yeah. 
Yeah, this is what it is, really, isn't it? That's the end of episode 20, because we're not a preachy podcast. We're not here to try and convert people. But we understand that some of our conversations might lead people to look at their own lives and think about these sorts of things. So um, to check out end of episode 20 right at the very end, if that's of interest to you. Mm. I just saw a horrible typo in my notes here. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't say that. do the whole thing. <clears throat> no. Uh, you chaps have anything else to say? No. Many never because Pat's just said yeah. no. Oh, you gotta say what's happening next week. Next episode. Not week, next episode. Next episode a guess. is a guest. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you me. <laughs> so we won't yeah. so we won't be doing our homework because that's the way we roll around here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we get yeah. Teacher doesn't mind if we don't do our homework when we've got somebody coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we've actually got a certified faith man. <gasps> man yeah. Well, yeah. Is, that a, is that a good way of saying his title? So yeah, I think we should man. leave the identity a little bit vague until we, until things have been nailed down because we're in conversation to arrange a recording of a special episode and uh, I'd rather just refrain before we go any further. Yes. So tune in next time to find out more. Nice. Well, do you want to wrap it up? No. So long oh, and all right then. For all the fish. <laughs> Shall we sing it? <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish. Is that how we close now? <laughs> no, no. Let's, uh, let's just um, end by saying until we meet around the microphone again next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.